Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Shining Sea. America Radio. Radio. News, opinion, and a little irreverence from both sides of the 49th parallel. This is American Uck Radio with Mike Phillip. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to American Uck Radio. Thanks so much for joining us on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. Mike Phillip is super proud to be joined today by a real Canadian patriot. I, uh, I, I've i met some really high-caliber, high-quality people in my time through uh, my broadcasting career. And this man is one of them. His name is Pat King. He's coming at us live from Red Deer today. I'm not going to be doing the regular bells and whistles and sound bites and all that i'm just going to sit back and have a conversation with this man who has done a lot behind the scenes if you haven't heard of him and you're south of the 49th parallel uh you need to hear what this man has to say pat welcome to american arc radio glad we could finally get you on good morning from canada mike thanks for having me absolutely and uh so just Let's jump right into it here. You have been through a lot. You've done a lot of things. Uh, you were injured in your work career. Let's start there and just talk about where the path has taken you and where we are today. We've got a full hour. Uh, if if we fall short of that, I can skip to something else. But uh, I just plan to sit back with my new friend and talk here. We We wanted to have you on several months ago. And for some reason, life happened. It didn't happen at the time. And uh, then a good friend of yours reached out to me on Facebook, said, you've got to have Pat on. you got to have Pat on. And I thought, you know what? It's time. And I'm so glad that you got back to me. So, Pat, tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Start at the beginning. Let's wind down this road. Okay. So what I'm going to start off with is, uh, you know, basically – I had the opportunity two years ago, February 14, 2019. Um, we just are 18, yeah, 18. Hang on, Pat. Pat, I hate to interrupt you, but you got muffled real sudden there. Uh, I, I don't know what's going on with your mic. Something changed. Uh, there you are. A phone call come in. I don't know. Okay, we've got you now. Go ahead. Sorry to interrupt. Okay, but I can't even hear my. I can't even hear you. Okay, I, I'm not sure why that is. Um, 
We had no problems during the sound check. Can you hear me it's now? Because I had a phone call come through. Um, okay. Okay. I don't know what happened here. Let's, uh, Pat, if you can hear me, hang up and, and rejoin. Oh, there we go. I got you back. Okay, great. Pat, uh, start over. <laughs> so what I'm, what I'm, where I started from is I was able to uh, partake in a, in a convoy um, from Red Deer, Alberta. We left on February 14th, and we came through to, um, uh, to go to Ottawa to fight for our um, industry here and the oil and gas industry here yeah. in Canada. Um, so we were able to link up a bunch of trucks, a bunch of people to travel to Ottawa to show our, you know, our, our, our love for our country and our industry. And we decided to protest on Parliament Hill for two days, yeah. to which we were met by many opposition people. And we discussed and tried to communicate with everybody why we were there with regards to our own government attempting to uh, handcuff an industry that is the main industry that keeps the life running here in Canada. Right. So in doing that, I was able to um, be a loud voice in that opportunity. Um, I was in the lead car myself along with Angie Reid. Um, we were able to travel uh, together and, and, and partake in this, which was amazing. Now, that being said... From that, um, things had transpired. I teamed up with one of our fellow convoy people, and we traveled around, and uh, we held little town hall meetings with regards to this Bill C-69 and C-48, the anti-pipeline more, um, bills that our liberal government pushed towards us. Yeah, make well, sure long- make sure that you're uh, very descriptive because you are on a U.S. network, and uh, they might not know about those bills we reported on it at the time but a lot of americans it's not really at their forefront i was actually at the beginning of the convoy in niscu uh i ran into sheila gunn reed there uh and it was amazing just the sheer amount of iron that was uh headed out to make a voice of course the liberals in ontario and uh well quebec really didn't want to hear the message it seems clear to me that It's not that they don't want the resources of Alberta. It's that they want them and they don't want us to have them is kind of my take on the situation. So they want to starve us out and possibly sell it to China. Absolutely. And here's how it went down is we have a bill. We have government slipping bills in behind bills and they're they're doing some dirty shady work here in the government. Right. And what they did was put in Bill C-69 and C-48, which both bills... One is an anti-pipeline bill, which means we can't put pipelines in the ground. So we can't get our resources to market. We can't get our, our gross domestic product of oil and gas to market. One is a harbor moratorium, which means we can't allow ships into our harbors, but not, not just anybody's ships, Canadian ships. Our own ships are not allowed in their own harbors to unload and offload uh, oil and gas. Meanwhile, meanwhile, up. ships from the United States and other countries have full access. Yes, absolutely. And China. So which I did is my partner and I, we, we drove all the way to Montreal to show the offloading of Saudi unethical oil being shipped up a Suncor pipeline, which is a company that which our province of Alberta, Canada owns 25% of. Now, we can't get our resources to market on our own pipelines 
but we can have unethical oil coming from a regime that is humanly unethical to their own citizens, beheadings and yeah, women can't drive, can't vote. Uh, they're basically a third world backwater. And the other thing about it, too, is that what what came out, I don't know if anybody watched the, uh, there was a documentary called Over a Barrel, and it turned out that there was a lot of U.S.-based organizations that were paying for slander campaigns against Alberta oil while promoting American interest and Saudi. Absolutely, yeah. And that was done by some really great people. Um, I believe her name was Vivian Krauss was part of that, along with uh, Ellis Ross, who was a government politician. Can you still hear me? Yes, I'm listening. Okay, hang on a minute. Hello there? I'm still here. Okay, sorry. I just keep getting phone calls and that's what's happening. So <laughs> what they did was they did this documentary to show that groups are coming into these um, First Nations communities uh, pleading that they want to um, help their communities out and they want these communities to stand against these pipelines. They want these communities to stand uh, uh, a firm, firm grasp and a firm grip on not allowing this to happen. Yet the First Nations communities are being told, we're going to help and we're going to provide and we're going to give to your communities and we're going to, we're going to help you guys out. Now, Ellis Ross is an MLA in Kitimat. He was a parliamentary um, member in, in, in Kitimat, BC. Great First Nations voice, 100%. Now, when Ellis did that, um, he, he, he did this documentary and he exposed it. He got a lot of backlash. So in doing that, from going from Montreal, chasing the pipeline up, a Suncor pipeline, I took it upon myself to drive all the way up to Prince Rupert Kitimat and see it for myself. And I took my video cameras, I took my live feeds, I took everything that I had to go and do this out of my own pocket to yeah. film what is happening, only to find out that the pipelines are still going in. No matter what, they're still happening. Yeah. Because these contracts were signed decades ago due to the high standards of environmental policies that we have here in Canada for the extraction of oil and gas. Our standards for environment and safety are unprecedented. They lead the industry around the world. People come to Canada to learn how to extract our oil the way we do to show the ethical and the the um, professionalism and high-tech, uh, state-of-the-art techniques such as carbon capture, um, all of this stuff to eliminate any of the byproducts ex escaping in the atmosphere and polluting our, our, our environment. Oh, absolutely. So I mean, look, as far back as I can remember, I knew tons of people that were going to the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. They were going down to Venezuela. They were going to Russia. They were going to Kazakhstan. And Canadian oil workers were some of the most coveted men on the planet in regards to the oil patch and uh, Canada just seems content to throw that away. So my background in that is 17 years in the oil patch under the production side of things, the drilling and exploration side of things under the, uh, the group uh, under the, uh, the career of being a rig hand. So I worked my way up from a, a roughneck to a derrick hand, to a driller, to a push, to a senior supervisor, to Production side, completion sides, uh, that's my background. I've done this my whole life. Pat, I, I, I listen, I've got to jump in here. I actually worked uh, on drilling rigs myself. I was a drilling rig hand uh, 25 years ago. I, I made it to motors 
but I worked for Precision Killing. I worked for Arrow. I worked for Tatonka. And, man, we were proud of the the work that we did. Uh, you know, I walked in thinking I was a pretty tough boy. Found out really fast just exactly how tough I was. But after about two weeks of hurting, I could keep up with the boys. And, what? listen, Pat, my first day on a rig, I was informed that your name is Brain Dead. I said, I'm not Brain Dead. And, and the driller said, no, 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 that that's... That's just what we're going to call you. You're brain dead. If I say brain dead, go get me the uh, the F stick. <laughs> like every tool on a drilling rig is named after some kind of a square. They're a uh, hardworking, hard partying bunch of boys. We would come to town after two weeks getting off the plane for being in Chinchaga. We would party our asses off. We'd get thrown in jail, get out just in time to go back to the rig. And Pat, I loved it. I wouldn't trade that experience for anything. It's uh, definitely 100% a, a different life, yep. and I'll agree. But what it has come down to is, is you know, us hardworking Canadians, that job is hard and very dangerous. Yep. And all we want to do is work, and we know what we do. We are professionals at what we do, and we are 100% attempting to make a great life for ourselves to be able to provide for our families. And we have a government that is under law supposed to do what is in the best interest of the people. Well, our government shut down our industry then as the same way as they have done in the past, in the early eighties, when they shut down the fishing, uh, when they put in place the fishing moratoriums in the East coast Yep. and they stopped our East coasters, you know, our, our, our uh, Nova Scotians, all our fishermen, they lost their, their, their livelihood. Then they moved it into Ontario. We lost our resources and our mining in, in Ontario where I was from at the time, I lost, there was 53,000 people out of a job in my city. So I needed to go to work. I needed to figure something out at 18 years old. I didn't know what to do. So I saw on the job bank that, Hey, Alberta, 5,000 jobs, get out here. So I came out yep. and, the, and the rest is history. So in the meantime, I was able to also obtain an education from the university of Alberta and um, Mount Royal university, as well as Red Deer college. And I got my degree in occupational health and safety and environment, where I became a uh, HSE advisor manager with regards to looking over the policies and procedures it takes to get things done to uh, extract these oils. Which five years of an environmental, pro uh, five year investigation on environmental um, issues prior to ever punching a hole in the ground, and they have to pass a stringent criteria. Right, and we know this. And then their government goes ahead and handcuffs us. So that got me the push to go to Ottawa. Yeah. No, I'm so really gl I'm glad you Sorry. mentioned that you came out from out east because that's what people have to understand, too, is that Alberta, uh, not even just with transfer payments, but taxes and money that was leaving the province between people in uh, the Maritimes that didn't have work in Ontario. You mentioned that they shut down the fisheries. The UN got involved. Ontario had massive manufacturing and mining. Now uh, your average person in Ontario has to choose between their prescriptions and keeping the lights on. And they've absolutely devastated industry in Canada. And it's funny because people in Alberta back at the time, uh, uh, we discussed these things, right? Because we were looking ahead and guys would say, oh, that'll never happen. We've got oil under the ground. We've got uh, black gold right under our feet. That won't happen. And I, I you know, my, my thing at the time was, yeah, well, there's people in Africa with diamonds right under their feet, and they're dirt poor. The same thing could happen here. And here we are, Pat, 
Yeah. So once again, with regards to that, you know, I've seen it happen to my own, my own, uh, my own communities back home. And when I, I had to finally take a stand. So we took our stand. We had a liberal government in place. Um, what the hell? And the liberal government came in and they did what they did. Um, people are, I just, sorry, I just got cut off of my live feed because people just decided to do that. Anyways, um, we were able to, you know, stand up for our rights. Liberal government stuck their nose in it and we didn't agree with it. And what I had was uh, I was given the opportunity to, um, I was given the opportunity to go and travel to, <laughs> believe it or not. Oh, wow. Okay. So we'll just go ahead. So I was given the opportunity to travel overseas to Switzerland. I was able to travel and go to what's called the Bilderberg Conference. Right. And this conference is a secret conference of banking elites and people who run the world, people who organize things to basically turn their agenda onto the people. And I was able to catch three delegates from Canada that had partaken in this uh, conference, the Bilderberg Conference, uh, one by the name of Michael Sabia. He's the CEO of the Quebec Pension Plan, to which he has access to $250 billion of Canadian taxpayer dollars, of which $176 million of that, or I believe, sorry, I can't remember the exact, it was million or billion, but uh, of Alberta equalization payments. Right. Now, why is he over at a Bilderberg conference using our equalization payments to push his agenda to pay his bankers and elites off? Exactly. And yeah. I, and I, it, I, it, it, I was. You, go ahead. Sorry. You mentioned the pension fund. Uh, that It was the same thing with uh, my other friend, Norm Traversy. Once he got digging in and going down the road on things, it always came back to these pensions funds for the, the police, the firefighters, the teachers. That uh, they use them at their discretion, and in the meantime, they're they're taking away taking them away from people that have paid into them their whole life, and it's their right. little playground. Yeah, absolutely. And the sad part of it is, is uh, I, I just want to bring this to your attention. Yeah. <laughs> I just got a Facebook ban. Just now? Because we're talking, just now, because we're talking about this. <laughs> Wear it like there's a badge, a perfect, buddy. <laughs> there's a perfect description, 100%, of what is going on. Like you're, They're silencing us because I spoke about this. But you know what? That's the whole problem with this. When, he, when you start discussing their endgame and what they're trying to do, um, they silence you. Yeah. But, well... You're you know, not you're not going to get banned from Mojo Five O. You're on a U.S. network and you're on iHeart. So just uh, forget about Facebook, and I'll give you the rebroadcast link, and you can get this out to your followers after the show. Yeah, for sure. We'll put it on my YouTube page. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> the many a platform. But what I was saying with regards to it, Mike, is you know when Canadians, you know, we start catching on to their little games and their little tactics. Canadian citizens have had pretty much enough. We're done. And we want to have a voice and we want to speak out about this. And when we discuss these things, um, we're met with all different kinds of rhetoric back to us. But you know what? Canadians are a proud culture. We're proud people. We're hardworking. We're uh, very polite. You know, everybody says sorry. You're up here in Canada. Um, but at the same time, when we want to discuss and have our opinions on this stuff, 
we have a government that has 100% control over its media and it, it is silencing the silence, the silent majority. So we have taken it upon ourselves as Canadian citizens to become the media, to become citizen journalists, to investigate this, th these things and to use the platforms that they've designed to keep us lulled and, and in a, in a, I want to say a zombie, zombie kind of state. We're using it to fight back and they're not liking that. Yeah. So there you go, and you catch these bands on that, which is, which is, you know, I, I can see it. They're scared. They're running scared. We are winning. The silent majority is woken up. You know, where we go one, we go all. That's the motto. You know, <laughs> we all stand behind each other. Correct. Uh, but all, all that aside, you know, it just goes to prove more and more to people longer, uh, uh, sorry, more people um, that there is a broken system. There and is, yeah. The, the, the stuff that I have uncovered, and the fact finding and the research that lots of people who are in behind the scenes doing all of this have uncovered, it, it's absolutely deplorable. Who would do that to their citizens? So under the law, it's the government's job to do what's in the best, uh, what is in the best interest of the citizens and of the people. Well, guess what? You're not doing that. So the people are trying to address that. We have a throne speech coming up on Wednesday from Mr. Fancy Socks, as we like to uh, formally call him. Um, Mr. Selfie. Uh, I, I hate even saying his name. Because oh, hey, Pat, Pat, on American Uck Radio, we refer to him as Gay Socks. You go right ahead. All right. So we're going to call him what he is and a tyrant, a dictator, um, and a liberal minded person who has got so much corruption behind him. Mr. Gay Socks has, uh, has, has absolutely destroyed our country in the last six years or five, six years, however long it's been since he's been in office um, to we have, and I'll read this to you. And this came out of the Toronto sun today. And it's absolutely incredible what they said. And basically Canada is, we are at 80.1% GDP over bank. So what that means, what that's stating is we are not putting out enough GDP to recoup and recover the loans that we have asked or our, our government has asked and taken from outside foreign banks, world banks, Bilderbergs. So now guess what they want to do? They want to come in and then take up their assets. When you defunct a bank or, or default on a bank, what do they do? They come and they repossess your homes. They repossess your, your whatever you own. Well, according to the Toronto Sun, they're saying, and I'm just trying to find the article or the, the group, this gentleman is, he's hit this nail on the head and I don't ever back media. But what he says in this is absolutely profound. And he states 100% that, oh, hang on, I'm just going to find it here. Um, that Canada, basically, we've borrowed too much. Here it is. Since the liberals have no plan or desire to pay down the country's already massive debt, with a debt-to-GDP ratio already at a recklessly dangerous 80.1%, the spending will be lavish despite the already record-setting related deficits. So this government that we have up here, after all of this stuff that we've uncovered and everything that we've talked about 100%, um, they, they are basically tanking our country. They are hurting us. And yep. Canadian citizens, are not they're going to feel the repercussions of this, but... What we do know and what we know is behind it is there's an agenda behind all of this. And that agenda 
comes down to, and you guys are experiencing it down in the States as well, is this one world government trying to take over, um, you know, everybody's countries and stuff. Well, they've, they've worked their tactics into Canada. So what we've been able to discover is that these NGOs are non-government organizations, and we can say George Soros, as yep. much as you want to call us conspiracy nuts and whatever, Allison Re- or, um, Vivian Krause, sorry, um, was able to uncover the ties to Tides Foundation. Well, guess what? Patrick King was also able to d- discover the ties. And not only did he <laughs> discover it, he also have them openly saying in a video, in an interview that I did with them, saying we don't take no, uh, funding from NGOs. We don't take money from the Tides Foundation. And his brother comes right back and retracts and says, oh, wait, 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 wait. We do take, or no, sorry, let me re- let me go back. He says, we don't take Tides Foundation money. We don't take NGO funding because we know it will have bad outcomes. And I say, or his brother says, wait, wait, wait. Yes, we do. We do take NGO funding from the Tides Foundation for water quality. And you know who those two gentlemen were? Hit me. Mike, do you know who they were? Hit me. Those two gentlemen... Those two gentlemen are the hereditary chiefs of the Wet'suwet'en First Nations. Ah, of Smithers, BC. yeah, 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 yeah. And, and that's the, the you, mentioned, the, you, you mentioned. You mentioned the, the, the natives the earlier. Up. Yeah, they put these blockades up. They stopped our resources getting out on trains. They they tried to derail trains. They tried to you know they they basically put a halt to the Canadian economy for for quite some time. As soon as I dumped that story, as soon as I showed that video. Those blockades were lifted because they were caught. What's happening with the natives, it's funny because there was that $40 billion project in northern Alberta that was basically approved, and they found one tribe out of, I think it was like, what, 20 or 40 that dissented, and they weren't even in the area. And so the Canadian government comes in and says, you can't do it because the natives don't like it. No, the natives want those jobs. They want prosperity. They, they want that to happen. And it's a big lie. But, uh, you know, these are the games that they play all over the world. You mentioned the, you know, our, our debt to GDP. Well, look, we were reporting on it back in the early 2000s that the IMF was playing the same game, issuing these loans to different countries. Then they default, and then they say, well, we own your fresh water. We own your mining. We own your mineral rights. And uh, it was funny because a lot of Albertans did not think that it was going to catch up with them, even though we were watching watching it happen in other countries. Yes, and and a perfect example is Venezuela. Yeah. You've seen what they've done down in Venezuela and what what has happened to them. It's happening to us here. We are getting we're about to go into a second lockdown. And and, we're, and we know this is happening. And they're trying to imprint and 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 the word I want to use they're trying to implement um sustainable income, sustainable development. Yep. They want to make sure that this is a push and a change of uh um how we live. We're going to go to work. You know how hard it is to work on the on the rigs. You're going to go to the work on the rigs and you're going to collect a $2,000 paycheck a month. Yeah. Basically, and we see this happening and we know it's coming and we try and tell people, we try to talk to people. Well, now they're using what's called cancel culture. And this is what I believe our, our conversation is going to get down to is the cancel culture that as soon as you oppose a message that somebody else is trying to portray, well, now you're a racist. Now you're a xenophobe. Now you're this, 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 and this, and this, you know, that's not fair. 
because I have a difference of opinion, I'm now a racist. And, and there it's, it's a product of, if you don't align with our beliefs and our, and our, you're seeing it on the democratic side and the Republican side down in the States, we're up to date on what's going on down there. And if you don't align and you don't agree with them, well, guess what? We're going to riot, loot, and murder your friggin' your communities. Pat, that's a and good what- spot to leave off. We've got to go to a commercial break for our sponsors at the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Let's pick up with the cancel culture, the burning, looting, all of it. You've had some experience with that recently, and that is uh, basically why your friend reached out to me. So we're going to have a commercial break. Pat, go have a cigarette. Do what you do. We'll be right back on American Uck Radio with Patrick King on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. Stick around, everybody. Dang it, Chris. Hurry up and open that door and get over here and help me. This cooler's getting heavy. Well, um, yeah, I, I can give you a hand, uh, but I I locked the keys in the bunker. Dang it, Chris. We have to do off track in an hour. How are we going to get in there now? Relax. I got a new lock we can install later, but right now we need a battering ram. Hey, I know. Let's use the cat cooler as a battering ram. It certainly is rugged, but I don't think it's made for taking down steel reinforced doors. Man, relax. The thing can take 2,500 pounds of concrete with only minor scratches. We can definitely open the door with it. Rusty, grab the other side. All right. Well, we need a new door, but the cooler's good. Let's get to the studio. Get your cat cooler today at catcoolers.com. That's catcoolers.com. Cat Coolers does not approve of their product for use as a battering ram and cannot recommend you use it in any breaking and entering scenario. But it worked and it was fun. No coolers were harmed in the production of this ad, but the door is a total loss. Also, don't use it for smuggling a cat into New Mexico as it's against the law. We don't care what you stick where, but we're not paying for it. Comprende? How many times have I said that to you after a night out drinking? Damn it, there are no tampons in the men's bathroom. I am saving every bit of that. The Daily Mojo. How many times have I just, have I walked out in utter disgust and anguish looking for a tampon? With Brad Staggs. Welcome to the next 30-second promo here on Mojo (laughs) Bio. Weekdays, 8 Eastern. What do you need? I mean, really need to protect yourself and your family. A home security system? A big scary dog? A gun? If you're committed to protecting your family, and we know you are, even a reliable firearm falls short of what you need. To keep your loved ones safe today, tomorrow, and every day, you need access to life-saving resources that will help you survive any threat and the legal battle that comes after. That's why the USCCA gives law-abiding people like you the self-defense training, knowledge, and legal protection they need to help ensure the safety of their family and future. Discover what the United States Concealed Carry Association can do for you and your family by visiting uscca.com slash mojo December 16th, 1773. And now, what really happened at the Boston Tea Party? 
<laughs> what are they doing? They're throwing all the King's tea and coffee into the harbor to protest taxation without representation. Do you think we should stop them? I really like my car. Come on, it's not American Pride Roasters. Yeah, that would be a Trevor mockery. American Pride Roasters, the choice coffee of real American patrons for over 250 years. That's right. Get yours today at AmericanPrideRoasters.com. That's AmericanPrideRoasters.com. And cut. I, I don't think APR has been around quite that long, guys. Oh, well, but what we do know for sure is that no APR coffee was thrown into the Boston Harbor in 1773. Hmm. So, therefore, using transitive properties, since they didn't throw any in the harbor, clearly they liked it best. Patriot Energy. When solar energy is done right, it can save you up to 30, 40% over your current energy costs. Call the professionals at Patriot Energy to get your no-cost and no-obligation layout and design. Compare and contrast the differences for yourself. Go to PatriotEnergyAZ.org forward slash Mojo50 to get started today for your Patriot Energy solution. Mary Lori Lightfoot, sit down, shut up, focus on the media paying more attention to your gender, what you like between your legs, and, and, and your race. You want to blame police command and police accountability? You take out all your cops, all your EMS, and you give the onus on these people. And you say, until you learn how to operate in a civilized society, you're on your own. The Rants of Izzo, Dominic Izzo, weeknight 7 to 9, Mojo 5 American Rock Radio. Welcome back to American Rock Radio, everybody. This is Mike Phillip. And uh, very proud to be on the Liberty Loving Mojo 50 Radio Network. Started by Doc Thompson. God rest his soul. We're going to finish what he started, and we're going to make him proud. He's watching right now. We've got a really great guest, Pat King. This is a guy that gets right into the thick of things. He's not afraid to get his hands dirty. This man is a fighter, okay? And American patriots, Canadian patriots, freedom-loving people worldwide, you've got to know that there are people out there like this. And uh, they are the ones that you need to emulate. They're the ones that you need to connect with. And instead of just looking up to a guy like Pat and thinking that they're going to get it done, no, uh, be like him. Become a patriot. Do something. Get out there. Uh, make your presence known. Make your voice heard. Pat, welcome back to American Uck Radio. Uh, Do you like those commercials? <laughs> Yeah, those commercials are great. That Boston Tea Party was fantastic. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Why are we Why are we throwing everything into the into the bay? Well, because we're uh, protesting taxation against representation. It's one hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. You exactly. Know? Why? And that's Alberta's story: taxation without representation. Not only that, but it's it's not just taxation. It's over the barrel rape. I mean, and it's funny because you know guys here. They knew the situation was bad, but they kind of looked the other way because they were allowed to echo to living. There was just a massive amount of wealth generated in Alberta. Uh, and Alberta, I'd like to point out, was actually 
settled by majority Americans. It was the cattle drives. That's why we have this, this the uh, Calgary Stampede because you know Canada wanted to settle the West. They wanted to get it going. They had nothing to do with the oil patch when it got going. That was U.S. companies that went to Alberta, helped them get it going. And then as soon as it started turning a profit, Ottawa wanted a piece of the pie. And here we are today. Absolutely. 100%. You know, and this is why we try and stand up and speak about what what is happening. Um, what has happened is... Not only is what's happening in the States with Black Lives Matter and Antifa taking over your cities and stuff like that, we have that same culture here. The cancel culture here in Alberta is is starting to become very predominant, very prevalent in our own small rural communities. We are hardworking Canadians. We're hardworking people. We don't take government subsidies. We don't need government programs because we have the opportunity here to do this. So when we see these things, these groups coming into our communities to spew uh, a cancel culture of anti-racism and when when all we want is to be equal and work and and be able to provide for our families i decided and uh, take it upon myself to start researching who these groups are and where their funding's coming from to tie it all down to our our left-wing government system our ndp government which is known as the new democratic party and they are pushing these agendas into our communities so we took a stand there was threats brought upon me for having a voice. They were threatening my family, threatening my life, threatening everything. And I said, okay, well, let's go and talk to these people. Let's get a conversation. Let's create a dialogue. And upon doing that, there was a violent episode, and it's all over our news, right across Nash. It's national. And I'm sitting there showing Canadian American patriots who took their communities back. And they show a, a video of, an, of a, a Canadian patriot, or American patriot, sorry, walking up and kind of giving this young man a little couple taps in the face and telling him to get out of his community. Well, my, my national news here has taken that saying that I brought aggression to this protest Yeah, and I did not bring aggression to this protest. I brought conversation and dialogue to ask these people why they were threatening me because I opposed what they stand for. I oppose the, the narrative. I oppose the fact if you take color and ethnicity out of the equation, you no longer have racism. And I asked them, can we not take that out of the conversation? Can we not put it down to the human race instead of it being? And boy, oh boy, as our media ran with this, Mike, it is absolutely atrocious. What's yeah, you were I've been on the phone all morning doing interviews. <laughs> you were just contacted by Vice News, the Toronto Star. Who else? Yeah. Uh, I'm sure it'll keep coming. The National Post will want to get a hold of it. Calgary Herald, actually, one of the guys from Calgary Herald, just reached out to me. Um, these these people are trying to paint me in a picture, uh, paint a picture of me. Sorry, that I am this um, and I'm this hate group, and I'm 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 there to create violence, and I'm here there. That's not at all what it is, and I have all the proof, but they won't play that. They won't show that proof. When I give them, uh, I give them the information. I'll show you the Black Lives Matter girl striking uh, another gentleman, an elderly gentleman, and pushing him to the ground and smoking him with a, with a, his own camera and smashing his camera. You know, I have her being proud of it, saying I don't regret any of it, zero, and anything. I have the proof of this. They went ahead and they slapped me with a restraining order, saying I'm not allowed to be near them. Well, guess what? I wasn't near you. I've never uttered a threat to you. What they've done is they do it this. They do this very professionally because they know what they're doing. They're trying to paint the the, the product of 
and uh, hate and racism it fed right into them and i and i'm guilty i apologize for it and i said i was sorry for it but they take little clips of my live feeds they take little clips from my shows and then they they take little things that i say and i put it in to the live feeds and uh, or, or sorry they put it into their their articles and it it's not anything of what i'm saying and it's the media's doing the same thing the media's running with it now and they're taking little clips of it and they're focusing on that well, they don't want to reach out and actually get the actual story and get the truth. And therefore, now I have this, you know, onslaught of hate mail and all this stuff. And I laugh. It's, it's words. We're, we're bigger than that. We're better than that. Canadian people are peaceful people. We're not prejudiced up here. We're not racist up here. Is there racism in, in the world? Absolutely. Individualized racism. It happens everywhere. And each culture is guilty of it. The, the black people make fun of the white people the, and their jokes and their rhetoric. You know, they call us crackers and this and that and whatever. We don't get mad at that. White people can say their little things and, they, and, and it is what it is. You know, the natives call us, you know, uh, colonialists and stuff like that. It's, it, it happens, okay? But it's not what the real problem is. The real problem is the government system. The real problem is putting a, a political agenda behind it. To try and use, and I and I stress this so much, Mike, it's cancel culture. It is the use of socially Marxist rhetoric to, if you don't stand by us and you don't believe in what we are, well, you're a racist now. Yeah. Whatever happened to grown adults having an opinion? What is Whatever happened to people having a difference of opinion but still playing golf together? What happened to the difference of opinion in your homes and, you know, you have a belief, your wife has a belief, and you still can love each other, you know, and, and, and now it's infiltrated our education systems where they're trying to push this in our education systems up here as well. So when people such as myself decide to come in and we want to say, hey, hey, we want this to stop. We want this to quit. You align yourself with groups such as Antifa who are known domestic terrorists in the States. You align them up here. We are not going to stand by and watch that happen. We are not going to let you burn, loot, and murder our our communities. We're Listen, you you brought up the Wet'suwet'en and that whole situation there. It turned out that they had paid provocateurs being flown into British Columbia from as far away as Michigan, uh, posing that they were you know locals on the sides of the natives. This whole little revolution of theirs. You need to understand, you kids with Antifa and. You feel strong today. You feel like it's you can slap hands and all for one and one for all. But I'll tell you what, just like the light of night of the long knives after Kristallnacht, when Hitler had every single one of the brown shirts killed, the same thing is going to happen to you. You are being used. That's it. That's all. You're allowed to riot and burn right now. But when this is all over, if the people that are paying you win, in, they're going to have to get rid of you. Do you think that they want you around knowing what you're capable of? You're next to go. So, I mean, I, I'm offering you an olive branch. I've had them reach out to me. Uh, I had Vice News reach out to me. And the reporter that called, uh, it turned out that he was from an area of Edmonton that I'm very familiar with. And we got talking. I said, hey, uh, does your family... Have they experienced any per, uh, personal loss due to uh, downturn in oil prices or due to policy from Ontario? 
And he just said, yeah, absolutely. I know people that are losing everything. Well, it's what are you doing? We, at a fundamental level, we want the same thing. There's got to be an intersectional point. I mean, they talk about racism and and black people being killed. I don't want that. They talk about police corruption. I'm against police corruption. They talk about government corruption. I'm against that too. There's got to be a point where we believe a lot of the same things. But look, if you keep doing what you're doing, your masters that are treating you good right now are going to turn around uh, on you. It's like that original bad deal, Satan in the Garden of Eden. You take up the fruit yep. of the tree and you will be gods. Everything will be great. You'll never have to work again. You'll be able to sit around and play video games. And then what happened? Nope. You're going to die, sucka. They're going to do the yep. same thing to you. And, uh, you, you need to really evaluate where you are. I'll tell you what, Pat, if I could just reach one of them to yep. just stop what you're doing and think about it, uh, then I'm cool with it. You're being used, kid. Those are our kids. I, yep. I've got I've got sons that are 27 and 28 years old, and uh, they don't act like that. They're hardworking guys, They uh, and they don't like corruption either. So, I mean well, – here's the- Here's exactly what I'm. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, there, no, Mike, go ahead. This is exactly what is. This is exactly what is. I have done, and I have reached out to these groups in this process. Now that the media is spinning what I've done and what I what I was trying to uh, accomplish, and I've reached out to these groups, and they do want to sit down, and they do want to meet on common ground. And I've invited the media. I've invited these groups. I've invited their leaders. I've invited other people of other ethnicities to sit down and let's have a conversation. Let's take out. The professionals who have the degrees, who who have 17 million degrees on psychoanalyzing and this and that, and blah, blah, blah. And let's put actual citizens down and let's show the citizens that everyday citizens can sit down and hash these details out. And that's what I've done. And I've invited all media to cover the story, to show everyday hardworking people, along with everyday people who claim systemic racism and, and Black Lives Matter and corrupted police officers and show them that we can sit down and we can bring this to a, a close and show that we can have discord. We can have a conversation. We can have a parlay. And the media is all over it. They don't want that. They, this is why they just shut me down on Facebook. This is why they're shutting me down on all platforms because they don't want to show that we can all get together and we can all unite and we can all stand beside each other under one cause. And the one cause that this happens to be is our government systems. It is our government systems that are in place 100% to divide us. And they are trying to divide us and they're winning. And we need to stop this division. We need to stop what we're doing with regards to our communities and this and that. We need to stop this, the division in the homes, the division in our in our workplaces. We need to, we need to cancel that out. We'll use their cancel culture to cancel out their cancel culture. And that's what the that's what we're going to try and do. So the media is all over this. They want to know oh, well, when is this happening? Can we be there? Can we have? Can we? Will you allow us? And I invite all media. I invite all media to stand there and watch how actual everyday citizens can stand up to to show that we may have a difference of opinion, but we can all get along. Remember when Rodney King said that after all the riots and the L.A. riots and stuff? I do. Reginald Denning caught a brick in the head, you know, and they they attacked him out of his dump truck. And, and and they brought uh, Rodney King on there, and he said, can't we all just get along? What happened to that? Where is that? We've lost that sensibility. We've lost that credibility to show that we can stand up and say, hey, enough. Let's all get along. Let's fight what the fight is really about. 
And that is our broken government systems, this new world order, one world agenda, this George Soros funded, Bilderberg corrupted, 100 percent agenda to push us into a Hunger Games like scenario. And we don't want that. We don't want that here in Canada. We are great people. We invite every color, every ethnicity, every race. We invite everybody here. We are great, great, peaceful people. But when you push us against the wall, guess what? Canadians are known for winning their battles. Canadians are very proud. We've won every battle in World War II, World War I. We were a proud people. We were ones who fought against this tyranny, fought against the neo-fascists, fought against Hitler, fought against everything. And we guess what? When we come in, you better have a good stockpile of beer because we like our beer here in Canada. <laughs> so when we come walking in and we have to clean up everybody's mess again, like we had to do in every world war, we're going to have a drink after. And we're going to sit down and we're going to say, here we go. So rest of the world, take notice. Put your beer on, on in the ice cooler because we'll be coming to get your beer. I like your attitude, Pat, definitely. Uh, I'm just looking at my chat room here. Uh, Peyton Smith, our web guy in Seattle, Washington, says, have a conversation, but always watch your back. Uh, absolutely, Peyton, and I think that Pat's aware of that, but the guy's fearless. He's he's out there in the trenches. I mean, he's squaring off with these guys, but he's still maintaining the attitude that, look, if, if you can work together with us, we can do it. The media, uh, I don't hold my breath. It was, You know, Justin Trudeau was asked, uh, why are the media going to do what you have? What's the reason? And he said, I gave him 600 million reasons. You know, he gave $600 million to Jerry Diaz and Unifor. Uh, he's paid them off. But there was a recent article that Global News is uh, laying off about a third of their staff. So like I said, uh, there, there's going to be a time when they come for you too. So all you guys working at CTV, Global, CBC, uh, the good times are not going to last forever. Uh, that's just how it is. So you need to make a decision right now. And if you, you know, if you want to be on the wrong side of things, it's up to you, but you're going to get what you get. Basically, we also have this too. And I want to bring this to the attention of your viewers as well. Mike is we have Patriots down in Ottawa who have been camped there since July 1st. Norm Traversy, myself, Jeff Lozier and a group, all marched with 10,000 people on July 1st yeah. to the United States consulate to produce documents on the corruption and the the uh, the corruption in our government under the United States-Mexico-Canada agreement. We filed these documents with the United States consulate because under the USMCA, it states that if there's corruption or any kind of scandal or anything in our governments, the, uh, the other partner governments can investigate or force yes. an investigation. Here in Canada, we have Do Justin Trudeau proroguing Parliament to shut down the scandal, blacking out everything that was on the documents, like uh, Nixon did with Watergate, you know, like like they did with the JFK files. They're doing that here, and they they shut down our Parliament. They shut down our way of opposing a scandal. So now, when we drop this off for Mr. Trump, God love the man. I can't stand his voice. I can't stand. You know, the way he talks, but I love what he's doing on paper. I love what he's doing on paper because on paper, that's what matters. Facts matter. And when he has the opportunity to investigate this, that's us, us Canadians, throwing our flags upside down, showing that we are in a sign of distress because we have a government that is so corrupted and so polluted 
that we have to find ulterior means to dance within their playground and play in their sandbox and use their laws against them. Did you did you see 70,000 people in Montreal, Quebec, marching in the streets with U.S. flags and Trump signs just the other day? It never it made me the most proudest Canadian in the entire world while we watched that. What do you think to of this show- new uh, this new push that I'm involved with with Peter Downing to uh, n- negotiate directly with the Trump administration to make Alberta a state? Well, my opinion for that will be 100 percent. I am Canadian. And I will always be Canadian. That's fine. Do I want to leave Alberta and join and be the 51st state? I don't believe I want to because I don't want to take $27 trillion worth of debt that the American uh, nation has and, and take that upon us. But I do believe in a lot of camaraderie or a lot of parlay on, on the grounds of organizing and being able to govern ourselves in the West without a federal government having their hands tied in all this. I believe that, and this is law here in Canada, every na- every province has the ability to govern itself without the hands of the federal government. The federal government is here to put in uh, or make suggestions and hopefully to get funding from the federal government, yada, yada, yada. It's a whole long story. But our provinces govern themselves already. We can be a nation inside of a nation, no problem. We can take the West and move out and not pay reparation back to the East. You've we got to admit, though, to be- Pat, you've got to admit that 80% of our GDP is through trade with the United States. We're going to have to deal with them either way. 100%. So why can't Alberta deal with them? Yep. I don't why have a problem. Why do Look, we have I, the federal government tying into it? I'm, I'm, an, I'm an American, right? So I, yeah. I'm, I'm very pro-USA. Uh, I... You know, I see, you know, I've looked at the work of Peter Zahn and people like that, and they've said that Alberta, in the uh, off chance that it did become a state one day, would be the Dubai of the North. It would be the richest state in the Union. Now, what I do love is freedom, and I'm against the status quo, however that is. We've got about uh, two minutes left in this live broadcast Uh, Put a bow on it. Pat, what would you like to leave everybody with today on American Knock Radio? What I'd like to say 100% is Canadians, take take look at what's happening in the States. Take a look at the patriotism from our Americans and look how they're standing up against their government. That is what we need to do here in Canada. We need to stand up and take notice and, and follow suit. And patriots, stand up. Voice your concerns. Citizens, stand up. Voice your concerns. No more can we stay silent. The longer we stay silent, the, the, the quicker they push their agendas and we are going to be overrun. They are sitting there in the States showing true patriotism. Well, guess what? In our national anthem, it says true patriot love. And that's what we stand for here in Canada. We are proud. We are good people. We are God-fearing people. And you know what, Mike? I'm Pat King. And I am Canadian. In all thy sons command, Pat King on American Uck Radio. Uh, not all of us, all thy sons. Listen, I'm I'm pro statehood, but I love freedom lovers, and I do not hate Canadians one little bit. I've known some Canadians that were the strongest, toughest people I've ever met in my life. And uh, if you want freedom, you are my brother or sister. Uh, the music's coming in right away. Pat, uh, one more little opportunity to throw something in there. 
Yeah, I'd love it. I'd love the opportunity for your American uh, citizens and your and your viewers to check out my YouTube page. It's Patrick King on YouTube. Um, it's easy to find. If you also can f- sign up to my Facebook, it's Pat King on Facebook. If I you're don't still hide there, the mask, and I don't hide behind a color or creed or religion. I am who I am. Pat King, everybody. Pat, thank you so much for coming on American Oak Radio. Oh, here comes the music. Look at that beautiful way to end it. Everybody, uh, remember to head over to AmericanUckRadio.com. That's AmericanUckRadio.com. Grab yourself some merchandise or become a Dr. Peter Glidden insider. Learn how to deal with health issues without drugs and surgery. Instead of running to a walk-in clinic, go to your cupboard or fridge. Everybody stick around for right now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. Thanks for listening to American Oc Radio. American Oc Radio. Bye, everybody. This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo 5-0.